Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. It is my pleasure today to have Allie on the podcast. She is a runner and a run coach. She's an art therapist. She's a new-ish mom. And um, we just have so much to talk about. So welcome, Allie. Thank you, Gina. It's so nice. This is my first podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> um, a newbie. This is awesome. Um, I, yes. It's going to be a great experience, and I thank you for taking the time to, to, to be with us today. Um, so before we get started, Allie, if you would just take a few moments and for the listeners, give a little bit more background on who you are. That would be awesome. Sure. Um, so I'm originally from New York, and I am currently living in California. Um, I worked as an art therapist for six years in a prison in Vacaville. Um, and then when I got pregnant, I decided that after maternity leave, I wanted to pursue run coaching. Um, so I no longer work at the prison as an art therapist, but I do um, plan on getting back into art therapy, uh, just at a different type of setting um, once my daughter is a little bit older. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. And um, awesome that you decided to um, get into and pursue more of the run coaching. Um, you know that I totally believe in the power <laughs> of, of running to help, um, you know, boost our physical and mental health. So I think that's an awesome, um, that's an awesome uh, profession to pursue as well. So fantastic. Yeah. Well, so speaking of running, um, (laughs) this podcast is all about, you know, the athlete mindset and the, you know, the skills that we build through running and through our life struggles, um, that it can help us, you know, can help us tackle whatever's coming down the road and, um, have really shaped us as people. And so I'd love to hear everyone's unique and individual story, um, Allie. So, yeah. yeah, So I, I would love to hear, um, a little bit, um, from you, Allie, about, about the way that you feel like you have developed grit and perseverance through struggle. Yeah, sure. Um, So initially, when I was growing up, running was something that just came really naturally to me. Um, And that's kind of why I fell into it in middle school and high school and even the beginning of college. Um, And then I was in a really terrible relationship. And I quit everything. I quit all sports. um, And I stopped running completely. And then once I finally was able to like dig deep enough to get out of that relationship, I was so like mentally and physically just like a shell of the person that I once was. And it was almost like my body was trying to communicate to me what was going on, like that something wasn't right in my life. And I just was not seeing it. And so once I got out of that relationship, I, I saw who I had become and like what my body was had become just like this weak, like feeble bodied individual. Um, and I just wanted to feel strong again and feel like who I was once before. So I started running again. I couldn't even run one mile. I like, I was so weak. Um, so I tried every day. I kept trying to run repeatedly and it was really hard and had never been difficult for me before. Um, But as I kept trying and kept trying to build my body up, it was like as my body got stronger, my mind was able to tackle more difficulty. um, And then I was able to uh, be mentally more tenacious um, and kind of take care of myself a little bit better than I had allowed myself to in those previous couple of years. Uh Um, So it kind of like 
brought me back to life in a way. Yeah, I love this. You know, um, I think that it, it's a couple of things that you said here really resonated for me, um, especially because there's been a couple of things around this that I've heard lately. But um, one is that we, um, I feel like through running, we can really reclaim our love for ourselves. Um, and that's, that's any kind of movement or exercise. And actually that quote was said by an ARC graduate. I don't know if you read much about um, my nonprofit, Ally, but it's um, Active Resolute Connected and it brings, it breaks barriers of race and ethnicity, financial barriers, perceived ability, brings women to running. And one of our graduates who is a former foster youth said that being in the program and learning to run and, you know, gaining that strength again, like you were talking about really helped her reclaim her love for herself. And she wanted that for other former foster youth, um, which, which I think is amazing. And you kind of just talked about the same thing. I think, you know, thank you for sharing about, you know, your difficult relationship. I know that there are a lot of women out there that have gone through that or are in the middle of going through that. And, you know, I think it's really, like you said, it's really important to realize that when someone chips away at our spirit in that way, um, Mm -hmm. our bodies almost manifest those emotions, right? That we're going through. Yeah. And, and it's, and so in a way it's, it's really hard to break the cycle of, of emotionally being weak and physically being weak because it's just Mm -hmm. sort of the circular loop that we get stuck in. Right. And so first of all, if anyone is out there listening to this today and this is, you know, hitting, hitting a nerve for you and you're in this space, you can make a change. Today's the day when you hear my voice say this, you can make a change (laughs) um, to choose strength and to choose to, you know, move away from whatever it is in your life that is toxic. Um, This Mm -hmm. relation, you know, your relationship you're in um, with your significant other or else uh, or some other relationship. And then I love how you put it. I haven't heard it put right uh, exactly in this way that you became mentally more tenacious. And that, that right there, oof, that's the magic, man. That's what we're looking <laughs> for, right? It's that mental strength and tenacity that really can help us lean into whatever our potential truly is and this really, this vibrancy um, that is just waiting for all of us in life. Right, Allie? Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's, it's like f- finally pushing down that wall that you thought was made of brick, but really it was like styrofoam. You know what I mean? It's just like right there in front of you. And as soon as you realize that it's not so much of a barrier, like it's actually just this facade and you can push it down. It just takes that realization to be able to resurrect those good parts of yourself and build up the parts that need to be become stronger. Yeah, I love that. It may seem like a brick wall, but it really isn't. And it's really, you know, you can get through it. I just, I love that. So, you know, tell us a little bit too, you know, that I also love talking about how we as women can help empower our fellow women. And I'm sure that there have been women in your life who have helped you along the journey. Um, Does any story or any particular person stick out that you'd like to share with us? Um, well, with regard to running, I, moving to Sacramento was awesome change for me, but we didn't know anybody here. Um, and we moved here and I wanted to pursue running more um, and become more serious about it or, or create a space for it in my life more so than I had when I was living in New York. And but doing it by myself was really difficult. Um, just be, it was kind of more isolating than anything else. And while I love my alone time now, when I was trying to build those habits and this routine, it 
was really hard to do it by myself. Um, and so I reached out to a couple of running groups and joined, ended up joining one. Um, and meeting the women there, I was so nervous. I was so scared to go to this place by myself. And everyone was so kind and welcoming. And we actually ended up kind of leaving that running group and joining a women's only running group. Um, and not only has that helped tremendously catapult my running performance, but it also like created these friendship groups that I, with people that I might not ever have met otherwise, um, which is so amazing. And it just, and having this common ground with running kind of allows us to break barriers of like politics and different values that we might differ on, but like you can have a healthy conversation, um, about those things while you're on a run together, you know? Yeah. I love this. And the power of connection is just so strong and it's so meaningful in our lives. I mean, in some ways, I feel like the real meaning behind it all, we're here for each other, you know? Yeah. Um, And so I love to hear that. And and I agree, you know, we can come together and we don't, we're not meant to all be the same. If we all were the same and had the same views and came from the same background, I mean, boy, life would be boring, you know, it absolutely yeah. would be. <laughs> we're, we're meant to come together. And, um, you know, I love how you found that and running. And um, I think it can be very powerful for us to reach out yeah, and, you know, in, in all circles in our life and, and really take the time to make those authentic connections and to show up authentically um, in order to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, too. Um, well, great. Let's shift a little bit. Uh, another thing that I really like to hear from um, athletes and runners is um, a little bit more about what you prioritize in your life, Allie. So lead us through um, a few things that come to mind. Yeah. So thinking about what I prioritize in my life, like I think about all the things I want to accomplish and what I do, how I actually spend my time and what it comes down to when I was thinking about this is that I, I prioritize myself in every day. And that it just, I can't do anything for anybody else unless I come first and foremost. Um, it's, it kind of makes me think about when you're on an airplane and they say that you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself for, first before you can put it on your child. And like, uh, sure, the initial reaction is, oh, I want to do this for my loved one. But you can't do anything if you're not taking care of yourself. And so that has to always come first over the course of my day. Yeah. Um And it may be in the form of running or it may be in the form of eating breakfast, like just getting a cup of coffee or like getting something in my belly um, before I can take care of anyone else um, or taking a shower, you know? Yeah, these are the things I know. These are the things that we as moms, I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, or going to the bathroom when you have to go. Yes. Like not holding your pee for 12 hours, you know? Um, this is so true and so powerful though. And I think it leads a lot into the, you know, another piece of this conversation that I was wanting to have with you. Um, but the first thing I will say is that you're absolutely right that we, you know, the work we put into ourselves is the gift we give to others. That's been said on the podcast before. It's so true. Um, we cannot have, we have to break free of this guilt. And I know you heard this, um, in an episode you were listening to, we need to break free of this guilt as mothers that we are, are, are not allowed to take care of ourselves. It's so important. And, um, and yeah, so what I wanted to talk about, um, the, sort of the next little area is, is something I read on your blog and I encourage people to go um, check it out. We'll give, we'll give them that information in a minute, but 
I love how you talk about that we as mothers can be multifaceted. You know, this is another passion point of mine <laughs> is that, you know, we don't have to just be one thing. We need to break free of that guilt. We can be multifaceted. We can pursue our running and our other interests and our goals and our passions and still be probably even better mothers than we would be otherwise. So can you speak to that a little bit and how that um, plays out in your life, Allie? Well, I totally agree with that. That, And I feel like it comes down to um, this idea of identity. And like women often had other parts of themselves before they became a mother. And like even just becoming a mom, like your name changes. Like you're not, I'm not Allie anymore. Like somebody calls me mom now. You know what I mean? Like mama, like even down to the way I'm addressed or like Rue's mom, you know? Um, And it's really like a huge undertaking in terms of like identity and making this shift, but you don't have to just be a mom. And like, I feel like mom actually is like this umbrella term that gets fed with all the other aspects of yourself, all those other parts of your identity. Like I am still a runner. I'm still an artist. I'm still um, a therapist. I'm still, I still love to cook. I still love to do all these other things. Um, And I need to like continue to hone those other parts of me because like once if I let any of those things go, like who really am I anymore? I don't just exist for another human being. Like it's, I'm still myself as well, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, this is so important and it's an important thing for us to consider because, you know, I mean, life is busy and sometimes we can kind of get trapped in that, um, just going through the motions or even survival mode where we don't stop and check in and say, Hey, you know, what are these things that I, that I care about? Do I like my life? You know, like where am I headed? Where, you know, where am I headed from here? What, what are my goals? Um, you know, I think all those things are so important to do. It's a, it, and it, and it helps us to shape our days and shape our, you know, our world a little bit more, um, in line with, you know, who, who those, who our souls, you know, what our souls are and what we want in this, in this life. So I think it's really powerful. Go ahead. What you were saying before about guilt also, I find that something that helps for me mitigate this sense of guilt I have of wanting to do things on my own is like attributing multi purposes to them. Like going for a run is beneficial for my physical health, the goals that I want to achieve and my mental well-being. And it calms me down. It makes me a better mom. Like it does all these things. And so like allowing myself to name all the, the purposes it has lets me feel less guilty. But I think at the same time, it's okay for something to just be one thing and it shouldn't cause guilt. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. It's okay like to it just do just something. Be a nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can just take a nap because we're tired, man. We're tired. Yeah. I mean, you know, totally. um, yeah, this is, this is great. And I, I, I think that anyone out there today who's listening and, and, you know, feels guilty and it feels, don't release the guilt. I don't know that guilt is ever productive, you know, in any shape. Yeah. Um, so I think working through that and, you know, really trying to work on your putting, putting energy into to improving yourself, to filling your cup, um, to prioritizing your mental and physical health. I mean, all those things are just so important um, for us as women. Um, And along those lines, do you have any other um, tactics that you'd like to share? If you've had a bad day, Allie, and it's just, you know, it's a rough one. uh, What mental skills do you feel like you're drawing on 
on those days to help you through? That's such a good question. Um, I feel like when I'm having a bad day, the first thing that I do, or even if it's just a bad moment, the first thing I do is always to acknowledge that it was a bad moment or a bad day and say it out loud that Mm -hmm. like, you know, today is not a good day right now, but also like acknowledging in that sentence that it's temporary. So like adding the right now and like saying that this isn't like the way things always are. It's just this moment is not going so great. And then following that up with like labeling and identifying what is actually going on. So maybe it's like, I'm letting things bother me more than I need to. Why am I doing that? I'm usually I'm reacting based on the way I think things should be rather than just accepting them as they are. And I'm, I'm like living in a place of willfulness and like resistant to reality rather than just accepting it. Uh And as soon as I accept it, that the way things really are, it kind of like frees up this space to make change for it in a way that's better serving me, like not staying in the resistance, but more so like moving into this space of this is the way it is. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I don't, I'm not sure that anyone has brought quite that take on it. Um, that a bad moment is temporary. I think if we tell ourselves just even that in the, in the moment, it can, it kind of can cause a shift within, you know, because we do, we start to like get into this, we go down this rabbit hole of like, Oh my gosh, this is bad. Now everything's bad. And what am I going to do? And, you know, and you're right, just saying that it's temporary. And then, yeah, you know, not being resistant to some of the things in our lives that we cannot change. It may not look the way that we thought it was going to look. Right. But sometimes um, we just have to pivot. And you shoot this last like year and a half has been, (laughs) has been an exercise in pivoting. Right. I mean, I think we're all exhausted a little bit from pivoting and I'm still pivoting. I mean, it's just like pivoting in circles. Yeah. (laughs) It's still a trickle down and it's just, and it's in the reality is that it's going to, it's going to be required of us still for some time to come. And so we're just going to have to get comfortable with, you know, I tell my staff, I'm a physical therapist and I'm an owner of physical therapy clinics and I um, co-owner on the East coast and an owner out here and I tell the staff you know we have to just continually expect the unexpected um, and be ready because um, you know if we try to resist it and say well I thought it was going to be like this this week (laughs) um, you know it's just you're right I mean it's just it 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 makes things that much more difficult so such good perspective I love that Um, it's kind of like a a finger you know those little toys the finger traps where you yes, put both fingers in yeah the more you like pull against it and yeah. resist what the machine is doing the harder it is and the more trapped you are like you have to kind of just lean into it and like accept it as the way it is and then you can be free you know yeah it's so great you know when I had little kids um like your your child's age um, mm-hmm. my best friend and I, we, she, it, it wasn't, this was not my phrase, but she used to say it with another one of her fr- friends, we would say struggle less. And it just mm. sort of meant like whatever was happening in that moment. Um, like, like at this particular moment, I think her daughter had perhaps, I think we were, we were in a hotel and her daughter had pooped in the pool. <laughs> great (laughs) which is awesome um but we could either like lose our minds and start going crazy or just decide we're going to struggle less like that was an accident you know how are we going to fix it and let's move on kind of thing um so I think it can be really valuable to just yeah like you said struggle less resist less I love that 
Um, struggle less. Yeah, struggle less. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, as we move towards wrapping up, um, first of all, would you want to tell anyone who is out there listening today how they can get in touch with you if they are looking for some running coaching or they want to connect with you or read your blog? Tell them how to do that, Allie. Oh, yeah. So my Instagram is tinybutmightyrunner. Um, and that is probably the best way to get in touch with, touch with me, or if you want to learn a little bit more about me and I have a link on there to my, um, coaching website and blog, um, which if you want to go to directly is called mindrunnercoaching.com. And it has a blog and then some information about, um, individual run coaching and training plans, um, for anybody who's interested. Very cool. Yeah. And I love that you call it mind running. I just, I think it's so cool how you're tapped into the importance of our mental skills too. Um, because it just makes a world of difference. So super awesome. I encourage anyone who's listening to go check it out. Um, so before we do a couple of last wrap up questions, all right, I want, want to give you the opportunity. Are there any other words of encouragement, Allie, that you would like to put out there for anyone who's listening today? Um, I was thinking about positivity and like how easy it is to be positive sometimes, but it really comes with accepting reality as it is and accepting yourself as you are. Um, and then it's, it's easy to be positive because you're authentic in it. Um, and when you try and be like sugary, sweet, positive, it doesn't have a significant impact because it's not genuine. So acceptance basically leads to genuine positivity. Ooh, that's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> Haven't heard it before. Um, very cool. I think that's going to fall on someone at the time they need it. Um, and it's just kind of leaning into the acceptance to struggling yeah. less, right? Um, struggling less, yeah. absolutely. And um, accepting accepting things that you cannot change and choosing, always choosing to, to be positive. Um, because again, like we were talking about in the beginning, our bodies manifest our emotions. So they really do. Yeah, so when we can choose positivity, um, our bodies, you know, can be healthier and feel better as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Okay, a couple quick questions to wrap up. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Um, we talked about priorities. I want to hear now just a couple of fast things that come to mind, little simple things in your day-to-day life, Allie, that bring you joy. Um, seeing my daughter laugh. Oh, um, <laughs> my dog, um, tangerine juice. What? It is so amazing. Okay. It's so much better than orange juice. It's like the best kind of juice. <laughs> Yum. Okay. Got to check it out. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. So the next year I complete the sentence. Um, and so you're going to complete the sentence going out to anyone who's listening today. Um, so the first is this complete the sentence. You can keep going. <sighs> you can keep going. It's amazing. It really is amazing how much we can do that. We're so, so much stronger than we think. And we really can tackle things that we never imagined. So, um, totally. uh, it's totally true. Okay. Last one, complete the sentence going out to the listeners. Never forget. It's okay to rest. Ooh, I love that too. Yeah, it is. We have to rest. We have to refill our tanks. Um, Absolutely. So awesome. Well, I have loved talking to you. I hope that we'll do it again and that we'll stay yeah. in touch. And just thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you for having me, Gina. It was so nice speaking with you. Absolutely. And listeners, thanks for coming on this ride with us today. Um, I hope that we gave you some new perspective and some different ideas and positivity. And Allie gave us a lot of awesome nuggets, but I'm going to leave you with just this one. Um, Whatever you're doing today, um, whatever's happening in your world, if it's a bad moment, just remember that it's temporary. Don't resist things that you can't change and build your mental tenacity to go out and live vibrant lives. We are so much stronger together. Let's lift each other up. Connected, we can rise.